Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 10 of UAB Green and Told. Through this podcast, we sit down with members of the UAB family to share their stories. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the UAB Office of Alumni Affairs. On this episode, we welcome Eric Meyer, founder and head brewmaster of Cahaba Brewing Company in Birmingham, Alabama. But as Eric shares, long before brewing beer, he dreamed of a career in healthcare. You know, I wasn't pre-med very long at yep. UAB. Um, in my first year, year and a half, I was probably almost every major here at UAB except for engineering. He would wind up designing his own major, and in the process wound up working for Jefferson County's stormwater management and becoming a firefighter. And I started volunteering at that time, and, and it kind of brought me back to what brought me to Birmingham, the yeah. medicine side. Oddly enough, it was firefighting that led to the creation of Cahaba Brewing Company. Now I have a product that people want to drink and a social experience. So, you know, firemen buddies, neighbors, old UAB fraternity guys, you know, I have free beer at the house. Guess who comes over? When he arrived at UAB, Eric Meyer had planned to study medicine. After all, his dad was a gastronologist in Huntsville and his mom a nurse. In the classroom, however, Eric found himself struggling at times. Uh, my mom always said I was a very social individual. Um, you know, I, I was one of those people that never really learned to study in high school because I could always get by without studying. Um, and so, you know, when I got down here to UAB, it was a little bit of a shock because you actually, um, if I can remember the biology professor's name, you know, she was she was tough, and she a lot of Fs went through that class. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't get one. I got a D, <laughs> but and I had to retake it again and got a C the next time. But um, you know, it really opened my eyes up to what was going on. Um, you know, I struggled a lot in my first two semesters here or two quarters because back then it was on quarters. First two quarters here because I was trying to figure out a path with learning, um, with studying, and what what needed to be done. I give my sister anxiety. She is a couple years older than I am. And um, she was here one time and was just visiting with my mom. They they would drive down for dinner every once in a while. And, and she asked how things were going. And I was like, hey, things are going well. I got a final tomorrow. And she's like, well, what are you doing with dinner with us tonight? Aren't you supposed to be studying? And I was bad because sometimes I went and buy the book. I was a really good note taker. So I, yeah. just, I would always go to class. I was not one of those that would skip class. I always went to class because I knew I could take notes. And some classes I could get by. Biology, I couldn't. But some classes I could get by without even having a book. So that was that was kind of the student I was. Um, you know, I was having to, throughout the years, learn how to study, learn how to actually do research and doing those kind of things. Early on, Eric figured out medicine wasn't where he wanted to be. But then again, even Eric didn't know what he wanted to do. You know, I wasn't pre-med very long at yep. UAB. Um, in my first year, year and a half, I was probably almost every major here at UAB except for engineering. Um, I was accounting for at least one hour because back then, you know, quarters we would have two-hour classes, so you'd have a 15-minute break in between class. Between the, the in the two-hour class, you have a 15-minute break in between. And um, I remember getting up, you know, after my first hour of accounting 101 and going, yeah, this is not for me. So I went and changed my major again. Um, but because of that, I was trying to find where my true path was. What was I really going to do once I yeah. got out of UAB? Um, you know, I knew I loved medicine, but I 
I wasn't as focused as all the people here, and I, I was being exposed to, to a big group of people that were going to be applying to similar medical schools and could imagine <laughs> students from all around the country doing the same thing. So then, you know, started looking at what else did I enjoy, and um, I really enjoyed being outside. I really enjoyed the natural resource side of the world. Um, so, so I decided that I needed to find a path. I didn't want to leave UAB, yeah. um, but I needed to find a path here at UAB. And the biology path here at UAB was very medically directed. Um, there was not, you know, we had botany, you had field botany, and you had natural resource, or you had natural uh, natural history. Um, you had mammalian fizz, but that kind of got more in, you know, medicals directed, okay. not more into, you know, dealing with the trees and the animals and the soils. So I took geology and I took botany, um, but there needed to be more to actually get a degree here. So I designed my own major, an individually designed major. Um, so once I found out I could do that, I started researching programs at Sanford, at Auburn, at Alabama. And I designed a major around um, really what I wanted to do. And that was natural resource management. And I knew where we were with computers. I mean, again, this is this would have been 99. Um, so there's a thing going around um, geographic information systems, GIS. Sanford had a big program over there that they were getting running. And um, so I was able to utilize the GIS with the natural resource management because that was a way to to put data into the maps that you could then analyze to see where things are going. But okay. I would take classes at UAB and at Sanford as a UAB student. So I did, I created my own major and um, worked through it and that's the way I was able to graduate. Through his experience with his self-designed GIS major, Eric was exposed to Jefferson County's stormwater management. Through the experience with um, the GIS program at UAB, I was exposed to stormwater management in the county. And I did some internships there, um, and then I actually got hired as a full-time, full-time GIS technician. Um, part of my job there when I started was we actually floated the entire Cahaba River. Um, started up in Springville um, without canoes because there's not much water up there, and yeah. we hiked for miles. And then we would um, we would map all the outflows. So anything that came into the river we were using gps and now it's not gps we have on our phones today it was a backpack mm -hmm. and a big wand that you stick on the ground and a big disc on top of it and you'd have to sit there and wait for the satellites to to pick you up um, which was interesting because certain times of the day the satellites would be too far out on the edge of the horizon and they couldn't pick up so you would have to stop where you were and wait until the satellites moved into um, moved into the right area um, so we so we mapped the Cobb River all the way from Springville all the way down um, into I guess it would have been just uh, south of Helena. That's as far as we were making it because okay. stormwater management really just had everything to do with Jefferson County. Once he got a full-time job with stormwater management, he was basically put behind a computer to build maps for the county. It was also during that time he wound up making a return into healthcare. I met a guy at the stormwater management and he was a volunteer firefighter and we just kind of hit it off and he taught me more and more about it and I started volunteering at that time and and it kind of brought me back to what brought me to Birmingham, the yeah. medicine side. Um, firefighting is great, um, all that stuff's really cool, but really for me it was the medicine side, the EMS side of it. Um, so I was volunteering down at Rocky Ridge okay. and um, really getting exposed to a lot of things. and. Um, because of that, I was like, well, I'll just go back to UAB and I'll become an EMT basic. Mm -hmm. So I'd come up here a couple nights a week and 
take that at UAB, and then all of a sudden I'm a basic. I'm volunteering at the firehouse. I'm still working for the county. And another guy at the firehouse was like, again, me, social, was like, hey, let's take the next level. It's an EMT intermediate. I was like, sure, cool, I'll sign up and I'll do it with you. So I started um, six weeks into the class, he quit. I'm not a big quitter, so I finished it out. Um, But then as soon as that program was over, the paramedic program immediately started. And they were saying, okay, if you don't go ahead and do the paramedic now, it'll take you two years to become a paramedic. And I was like, I'm already here. Let's go ahead and finish this out. Um, And my goal even back then was I was still working for the county. I was going to be a paramedic at a volunteer fire department, probably move out to the Shannon area. Remember, this is way before Ross Bridge. Yep. Or move out to Odenville or do something like that. And just be a a volunteer paramedic. And just get that side that I loved, but I never saw it to really be a career. Um, But then once you get that paramedic license, doors really start opening. And um, one of the guys I volunteer with at Rocky Ridge just said, hey, city of Graysville is looking for paramedics. Go up there and talk with them. So I went up and talked with them. They wanted to make me a full-time job offer. I said, I don't know if I can do this unless you're going to pay me appropriately. And yeah. when they showed me what the salary was, it was the same thing I was making at the county. Um, when I accepted the job, I felt like I retired. Because as a fireman, I work 24 hours on and I'm off for 48 hours. So you're there for 24 hours. Remember, I like the social aspect. So here I am hanging out with other people who enjoy the same thing I'm doing. Again, like the fraternity. Um, and then I'm, I'm off for two full days. Yeah. So I can play golf in the morning with all the old men. Um, I can go to Home Depot in the middle of the day and there's nobody there. And you could, you know, you're not dealing with crowds. It was, it was wonderful. Um, so I was, I was doing that. Um, and that opened up a door to go to Mountain Brook. And I went to Mountain Brook in 2003 and have been there ever since. Even with his free time, that's not where Cahaba Brewing comes in Eric's story. After a brief message from the UAB National Alumni Society, he'll share where he was headed next and how brewing beer came about. Whether it's for an incoming undergraduate or graduate student, the UAB National Alumni Society has scholarships available for you. Students and parents are invited to visit alumni.uab.edu scholarships to check out all of our NAS-sponsored awards, including special awards for legacy students. Applications for the 2020-2021 school year are now being accepted. To find out more, visit alumni.uab.edu scholarships. Welcome back. At this point in Eric Meyer's life, he was married to his wife Paige and working as a firefighter in Mountain Brook. Through a series of events, Cahaba Brewing Company would eventually be created. As Eric shares, he even almost made a return to medicine. Through the firehouse uh, at Mountain Brook, I had a really bad call one day. I was on a little infant, uh, about four months old. Um, we coded this baby, took the baby up to Trinity Hospital, and I watched the ER fall apart. Um, just watched the doctors, the nurses. Again, they're normally dealing with adults. Yeah. Now they have this infant here, and everyone's just crashing. Um, baby didn't make it, and at that moment I said, you know, I can't sit at the firehouse all day. I need to be in the ER because one thing that I've always been good with is being patient and being calm. And um, so I decided I was going back to school. I was going to follow my medicine path. So I started taking biochem, 
finished out all my organic chems, started doing all these things. Now, my GPA was not going to be great to get into medical school, but if I could get a good grade on the MCAT, if I could show my work experience, if I could show the, the age, the wisdom that I've gained in my few years, mm -hmm. maybe that would change some medical school admission officer's mind. So I was going down that path. I'm married, um, been studying, doing all these things. My wife's pregnant. My goal was uh, I was taking the MCAT before my son was born so that I could study hard, he could be born, could submit all the apps, I could work, wait for all the stuff to come through for the interviews. Then I knew I was gonna have many years of school ahead of me, but by the time he was really able to do things, I would hopefully be into a residency. I knew I was gonna do emergency medicine, so I knew about seven years in, things were really gonna start calming down for me, which okay. is a great time to start playing with your kids. You should play with him the whole life, but seven is when, yeah. Um, so that was this whole plan I had. Well. Uh, my wife had a condition during pregnancy, placenta previa, and she went to the hospital in ballparking numbers here, eight weeks before he was supposed to be born. Okay. We spent days in the hospital over in Atlanta. I got sick as a dog, um, and by the time I got better, he was born. So he was born um, over four weeks early. He went in the NICU for a while, and after that, I never looked at the MCAT again. Um, because I knew at that moment that nothing else was more important than him. With his newborn son at home and enjoying his 24 hours on, 48 hours off schedule, Eric still needed to keep busy. That's when he started tinkering with brewing beer in his garage. Again, being a social guy, now I have a product that people want to drink and a social experience. So, you know, firemen buddies, neighbors, old UAB fraternity guys, you know, I have free beer at the house. Guess who comes over? A lot yeah. of people. Um, so, yeah, so I started homebrewing. Um, again, never really dreamed of it being more than something I did in the garage. Um, but just as, as you can see, I, can, I get involved and I get deep into the things I'm doing. Um, I just kept brewing and brewing. Well, as a fireman, remember, I had two days off. Mm -hmm. I work a day and I'm off for two days. Yep. So I could brew a lot of beer at home. Um, my wife was still a nurse. I was taking care of my son when she was nursing. And Children's Hospital was great about working around our schedules. Um, so we never had to do daycare or anything like that. It was daddy or mommy daycare all the time. Um, and, yeah, we'd be in the garage and take care of my son and, you know, making a batch of beer. And um, really just kept growing from there. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where Cahaba... The idea was started, but sure. it was more of a, hey, another fraternity brother of mine came into town, worked for Southern Company now, and had been up in Charlotte and went to Old Mecklenburg Brewery and said, Eric, your beer's as good as theirs. How come you don't do this in Birmingham? Um, good People was still up at the mill. They're working on their building downtown. Um, Avondale wasn't even a figment on Facebook's imagination. It's like, well, let's let's give this a shot and see what can happen. So, so when did you realize you had something special just on the homebrewing side and just making things and kind of doing the science behind all of that. If you ask anybody that's, that's known me for a while, I'm very critical of my own stuff. Okay. Um, and did I believe what I had was special? No. Did I believe I had anything that was over the top and better than what everyone else was doing? No. Um, because for me, I think I break things down so simply that when I look at it, it's like, I'm doing the same thing everyone else is doing. Yeah. This is a very simple process. So what's making my product any better than anyone else's? Um, but everyone kept telling me it was good. 
it was just one of those where, as a fireman, you got to do something on the side. Um, I knew I didn't want to do landscaping. I really enjoyed construction, but again, I had a son and I didn't have the time to put into it yet. And this was something that I could still kind of do at home and let's see how this could progress. Um, so my original goal was I was going to try to find 10 guys, sorry brothers of mine from UAB, and we're going to do some gentlemen's handshakes. We had all kind of gotten into careers. We had some extra income. And I was going to do $100 a month on these 10 guys. I live out in Hoover off Warner Road. I was going to rent a warehouse out there. Um, I had some money that I made, a little bit of money in the stock market. Again, my dad always makes fun of me because I'm like, I made all this money in the stock market. He's like, you made 10 grand, Eric. Like, okay, yes. I made a lot of money back then for me. Um, but I was going to buy all the equipment myself. They were going to help pay rent. And that's how Cahaba was going to start. And that's kind of where we, where we got off the ground. So are those fraternity brothers still a part of well, what's funny is I started talking to a few, um, and one of my current partners now, Jake Hayes, uh, he actually played football at UAB. Um, he said, you don't need 10 guys. You just need me. So that's where we started. When he when he said that, it was like, okay, well, now I've got my business partner. Let's start rolling. Um, and he's still with me today. Uh, so... We sat down around the kitchen table, notepad, making notes, let's figure out how we want to do this. And my original goal was I was going to make a barrel of beer, one barrel of beer, a barrel is 31 gallons. I was going to make, try to make four barrels of beer a week out here off Lorna Road. I was going to put it in the kegs and I was going to sell it to places like J. Clyde. That was my goal. Could I be up there with good people, with Avery, with Great Divide, with these breweries yeah. that I looked up to? And um, that was my goal. And that was it. That, that was it. Um, one of my friends that I met through the beer brewing community, um, Danner Klein, was the founder of Free the Hops. He now worked at a distributorship and um, was the craft beer manager. So I said, Dan, let's go to lunch, buy you lunch, buy you some beers, give me some insight. To make a long story short, he said, if you only make four barrels of beer a week, the Jack Clyde will drink all of it. So you need mm-hmm. to go bigger. Um, so that's where I started talking to more people. Um, I had two homebrewing guys that I knew um, and uh, wanted to talk to them because I, I knew if we were going to go bigger, I would need more help. Um, need to talk to them. And um, and then my buddy Jake, his cousin, you know, so you just started bringing in small groups of people. And um, so kind of how we started. But as you've seen, it's what, when I, when I talk with Witty Group from UAB and their, um, the engineering entrepreneurship program over there and they were at the brewery the other day and they were asking me kind of how do you get where you're at and it was like you know it's a motto we have at Cahaba is just being clean and consistent but then it's also about being trustworthy and being honest and I think when you really get down into everything you've seen me kind of step through in this podcast it's like if you just stay true to what you are and what you can be and do the best you can at it then things will continue to open up and opportunities will continue to be there for you. Um, you know, if you fake your way through things, you're going to get caught at some point in time. Cobb opened right around 2011? 2011, yeah. So looking back even, going to when you struggled with biology, yeah. um, I assume you were taking some chemistry classes at mm-hmm. that time, and now here you are using some of the sciences Right. to perfect your craft. Did you ever think you would have that kind of connection back to the days in the late 90s, early 2000s, where you'd be using it now? I had no idea. had no idea. And even going back and, and right before my son was born, taking biochemistry. I mean, that's pretty much what we do at the brewery all the time. And 
and I did a lot better then than I did back in that original biology class. But, um, but yeah, no, I had no idea. Um, but really that's, um, the, the experience through the classes, through the labs, through everything that, that I was able to work through here at UAB really was able to keep me, you know, keeping things consistent, keeping things clean. I mean, the labs here don't let you make a mess of what you're doing. You're out and a bad grade. And I mean, that's the two worst things that can happen to you yeah. in school. So, you know, if you can, if, if I could take those things that were taught to me here into the brewery, into my garage, and then I'll bring that into the brewery. I mean, that's that's the only thing that I can think that separates me from what some of the other people have done. Cahaba Brewing Company was on its way, but Eric never lost sight of UAB and maintains a close relationship with his alma mater. For me, it's, um, it's hopefully this sounds the right way, but uh, really digging in deep. When you look at the Cahaba logo, um, there, we have a mark, it's two C's. Two C's, one is, um, one's looking upstream, one's looking towards your headwaters. Think about back when I was in Springville walking down the Cahaba River. Um, you know, we talk about with that mark, you always gotta look upstream, you always gotta look where you came from, you gotta look at your headwaters, you gotta know where your foundation is, and you gotta know where you began. Um, because if you ever forget that, then how can you ever truly perform down the road? If you forget, you're gonna, you're gonna mess up again. The other side of the sea is looking downwind river okay. um, because you know rivers like life it brings people together brings communities together but if the river is life and you just sit on the bank and you watch life go by then you just sit on the bank and watch life go by but you got to jump in not knowing what's around the bend but you've got to get into life and you've got to really grab hold of of what you are and who you are and and not knowing what's going to happen but you've got to get in and see what's going to happen um and for me, that's kind of that foundation with UAB is, you know, here I am, I'm in Birmingham. I've created a business in Birmingham. Um, I've created a brand that people enjoy drinking and um, being part of, but I can't forget where I came from. You know, I mean, UAB is, is a whole lot different than it was when I started here back in 96. This is not a commuter campus now. I mean, you do have people still commuting in, but not like it was in 96. Yeah. You have community events going on on campus. You have people fighting for football programs that are knocking it out of the park right now. In 96, you, you didn't have that group. Um, and I think the ability to always be supporting those things that you've been part of and remembering those things you've been part of is huge. You mentioned UAB has changed. Where do you see the university going 10, 15, 20 years? down the road. Where do I see it going? Um, I think the, the if UAB could stay focused on the positive sides of what's going on here on campus, the positive sides of what's going on in Birmingham, um, this can be one of the biggest schools in the Southeast. And I'm not saying Alabama, I'm saying the Southeast because of there's so much capability here. There's so much capacity here. There's so many good things going on in the city of Birmingham that other places don't have. And, and I think because of that, you're able to get in the professors, the postdoc students that are, you know, doing analysis on, you know, the, the bacteria in your mouth and its relation to heart disease. And you have um, Forrest Satterfield over here at Satterfield Technologies at Innovation Depot that was a UAB student that's trying to take recycled plastic from me and create 
3D modeled plastic molds for for wrist protections and things that are modeled to the person, not just a generic model. Um, so you're able to, he was showing me the other day, you're able to shake somebody's hand holding a full wrist brace and and you don't feel that big bulge here in the middle because it's actually concave with their hand. Okay. Um, but you've got that going on right here along with all the business side, along with all the engineering side, along with the whole the medical side, not just the biomedical side of it, but all that's right here. And then you've got the great beer. You've got the great food. You've got the the um, baseball. You've got good football right here. Basketball is great. But then you've got the Cobb River. You've got the Black Warrior River. You've got Rufter Mountain, Oak Mountain, Red Mountain, all right here. Where do you see Cahaba Brewing down the road? Wow, that's, a, that's a deep question there. Um, because when I look back and, um, you know, think about my path, where things have been, um, even starting Cahaba in 2011, getting beer in the market, starting to roll, I never imagined we'd be where we are today. Um, and that's a, that's a huge blessing to me to, to show, you know, that, that hard work and being part of the community can really showcase itself in the growth of a business. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly have no idea. Uh, you know, there's aspirations that we'd be, you know, Sweetwater or we would be Samuel Adams one day, you know, it'd be great. I could jump into a big vat of beer and be okay with it. Um, but again, I don't, I don't know if that's the direction I want to go. Um, I enjoy the fact now that with my production team, we can all load up my Suburban and we can go to another brewery in town and have beers together. Um, I can have a relationship. Remember, the social side is the mm -hmm. side that I still bring to this. And if I, if, if you become an acquaintance at my business, you're an employee of mine, you're just now an acquaintance, am I really giving you everything I can to help you grow and help you be a better person and show you the qualities that, that I have and the qualities of the business and all that? So that's a, to me, it's a double-edged sword on the, on the growth side. And that's Eric Meyer, founder and head brewmaster of Cahaba Brewing Company. In 2001, Eric graduated with his individually designed bachelor's degree in geographic information systems. Eric's pride in his alma mater is infectious and begs the question of just what does it mean to be a blazer? Deep, being authentic, being real, um, knowing you're not going to be the coolest kid in the room, um, but when people get to know you, you're solid, you're authentic, you're real, and they want to be around you. We're, we're not showy, we're not, you know, all these things. You know, you have people that, that don't even really still know what UAB has. But then once they find out, and they really find out, then it's like, wow, I didn't know this was in my backyard. If you would like to learn more about Eric, Cahaba Brewing Company, or hear past Green and Told episodes, visit our podcast page at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. As always, you can reach me at greenandtold at uab.edu. Help other alumni hear our UAB stories by sharing, liking, and retweeting us on social media. On Facebook and Twitter, that's at UAB alumni. And on Instagram, it's at UAB underscore alumni. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe to UAB Green and Told wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. And until next time, go Blazers.